where our business is was literally the road that I was getting driven home after I got out of jail in 2010, where I was like, the thought of killing myself was like a really good idea. And, you know, I shared that because had I followed through, obviously we're not having this conversation and I'm not here. You know, this isn't even a thing. None of this happens. And none of the things that I've gotten to do happens. But like, I remind myself of that because that's where I was in 2010. Hello and welcome. I'm Eric Corum, and you're listening to the Blueprint Podcast, where we explore the journey of high performance by learning from the struggles and triumphs of some of the most interesting people in the world. Matt Williams is the co-owner of FroPro, a clean food company that makes protein-rich snack bars that are absolutely amazing. Matt and his wife, Chelsea, have built a successful company that they use as a platform to educate, inspire, and bring attention to recovery. Matt's story is one of hope and inspiration that we all need to hear right now. If you find today's podcast to be valuable, go to www.ericquorum.com and sign up for my high-performance newsletter. In this newsletter, I provide you valuable resources and information to help you pursue audacious goals, thrive in uncertainty, and live a healthy and fulfilled life. And now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Well, hey, Matt. Glad to have you with us today. Grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you and your wife, Chelsea, have a fantastic company called FroPro, and you guys make amazing protein-rich snack bars, which I really like. My wife and I got a <laughs> box of just an assortment, and we were like fighting each other to eat them. <laughs> but you didn't build this company because you just wanted to have a small business or you wanted to be an entrepreneur. This was more built, as you say, out of self-crisis. Yeah. Would you mind sharing that story with us today? Of course. Yeah. No, again, thank you for having me on the show. We don't want to cause anybody fighting with each other over the bars, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have a couple tricks for people that they want to hide their bars in the freezer. Mm. Usually I'm just going to say this out loud right off the rip, get a box of like, like vegetables or frozen something that no one, you know, just like is always in there as a backup, uh-huh. take out that stuff, slip the fropros in there. No one touches them. There you you're, go. You're good to go. In the spinach box. Go. That's the, that's, that's pro pro hack number one. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, uh, you know, FroPro wasn't started, you know, out of a desire to start a business, a desire to, you know, do anything that I'm doing today. It was one of those things that I pretty much lost everything mm. based on, you know, off my disease of, you know, with battle with alcohol and drugs and, you know, started over and I had a very, very basic approach to life. So it's like when you restart something, you know, I lost a lot of the things that I had, I guess, earned as like a human being and I lost the, you know, the right to drive and the right to have a license, the right to do this, to do that, to, you know, basically it went down to making sure that I didn't pick up a drink or a drug, mm. woke up, got some rest, worked out, stayed involved with people that were sober. And, and that was literally my assignment essentially like, Hey, this is what's going to work for you. Like all this other stuff is like noise. That's like distracting you. So I started just making my own peanut butter snack bar because I didn't really have any money or anything going on. And when you live in South Florida, public transportation is pretty terrible. I hate to say that because I know there's a lot of probably really good people that work there, but public transportation is terrible. Things don't come on time. And I would, I would cycle everywhere. I would literally bike everywhere because I didn't have a license. And you know, one of the things I could do is pack my own bag. And obviously when you pack your bag in South Florida, it's you put it in a backpack, you put, uh, you usually ride in, literally ride in board shorts because you could be biking and it'd be a beautiful day. And then all of a sudden a thunderstorm. So you'd always have to have a change of clothes. I always had snacks with me and, you know, I was kind of going back to 
what I really love to do that I was doing on the side, which was coaching and training and working with working with anybody that would be willing to work with me, I guess I should say, because I was a teacher for a long time and a baseball coach and performed those responsibilities at a really high-end school here in South Florida and had, you know, really great opportunities and worked really hard for them. But, you know, kind of threw that all away at, at, based off my own poor decisions. So mm. yeah, that, that crisis ended up, you know, delicious peanut butter snack bars were born and it was something I just started sharing with people and people were like, Hey, like, what are you eating there? I'm like, ah, it's a snack I make, you know, like, just kind of, you know, gets me through the day and it gets me from point A to point B and I don't have to, you know, I didn't really have much money. So like you can't really carry any type of like product and you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just a very easy transportable snack option for me with water or, you know, some type of aminos or anything that I, I was able to get my hands on in early recovery. So, okay. You're making these. There's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there, but you're making these snack bars and how did you start selling them? I mean, did you have packaging? Was it in little plastic baggies? Like I'm trying to think to the, the tactics of this. So initially they were in like little Ziploc baggies and that's what I carried them in. And I had some buddies that were opening up a gym in Delray Beach, Florida. I was living in Boca and they knew my situation. And a lot of people kind of knew what was going on in my life. And I, you know, it was a very public you know, DUI and everything like that. So like people were giving me a chance and it was like, Hey man, I'm taking a chance on you, you know, make sure you do right by me type of deal. And I got a chance to work in a gym, in a gym setting and I was training and doing things that I love to do. And I essentially said to the, to the guys like, Hey, would you mind if I share this with people afterwards? Like, I don't want them to know it's mine. I, I, I just want them to try it. I want to get some feedback, quote unquote, what the people call market research. Yeah. I just want to understand. I just want to understand. So I had this very rudimentary packaging. It was like glad wrap, you know, that like one side was sticky and the other yeah. was not. So I would take essentially a perfect, this is another, this is pro pro hack number two. I've only said this twice. <laughs> this will be the third time. I used to take the easy bake, like perfect brownie maker thing. Yeah. That's what I used to make pro pro out of. Wow. And I would just I would just cut it out and I would place it and I would just wrap it and I'd put it out. And I watch people eat it and I watch people respond to it and I watch people be like, you know, like the like when you eat something like like, you know, like, wow, yeah. this is good. And it got to the point where people were giving me such good, you know, giving the guys because they're like, Yeah, hey, it's a new company, you know, well, let me know what you guys think. And people are like, This is great, I love the peanut butter, I love the chocolate, blah, 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 blah. And went through this whole thing and this one woman approached them. They're like, Hey, is, is this plant-based? And they they looked over at me and I'm just like, no. And she's like, well, I'd love to try it. I'm, I'm vegan, vegetarian. I don't really eat whey. And at that time I was making it with just basic ingredients. I could buy a vitamin shop. Sure. So she instructed me on what's good about plant-based. And I was like, Oh yeah, great. So of course I was like, I'm going to run out and try this. And so I ran out and I tried uh, plant-based ingredients. And you know, again, I just had to change the protein powder I was using. And, you know, I still used honey because honey was the most accessible thing to me at that time. And, uh, you know, next time I saw her, like, I didn't really like seek her out. But the next time she was there, I said, Hey, would you try it? She was, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, wow, these are really good. Here's the deal. I own a juice spot. And this is before juice spots were like popping up and they were cool, mm. you know? And she was like, I had this really cool juice place in Boca. I'd love to carry these for you. And I was like, okay, I, I don't really know what you're talking about. And she said, no, 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 like, like bring me a hundred of these. And I was kind of like in shock to the point where 
I said, oh, okay, I, I don't, I don't really know how to do that. And she's like, figure it out and yeah. let me know. So that's what I did. I, I only had one tray and I, I'm, I'm cutting these things and, you know, making about like 10 of them at a time and make 10 batches and doing the best I can to be like on top of everything being consistent. And I showed up to her and I had a couple loyal lawyer friends that were like, Oh, you have to take this. And I took this contract and the bars and I like walked in and I was like, here you go. <laughs> uh, here. And she, and she looked at me and she's like, Matt, like a contract. She's like, I'm trying to help you out. Here's the deal. I'm going to pay you this much if I sell these. This is what I'm going to charge for them. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave them here and you're going to take that contract and throw it in the garbage. And I'll let you know. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. That, like, thank you so much. So I had like put everything out in like what is called consignment, which I had no idea. Uh-huh. I just kind of said, okay. And the cool thing was three days later, she called me up. She's like, Hey Matt, great news. I'm out of bars. I need a hundred more. And I was like, Oh, okay. And how much do you mind me asking? How much did you make on the first hundred bars? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> probably cost me. It probably cost me over a hundred dollars to make everything. And I probably made like 75 bucks. Because you're not so, buying a bulk at this time. Yeah. You're just yeah, buying stuff at stores, grocery stores. Yeah, I'm wa- I walked yeah. into a vitamin shop. I bought like, you know, the protein, the most expensive protein. Yes. Like high-end plant-based protein. You buy a little thing of honey. Yeah. I, I bought, you know, I bought everything because I'm like, what do I know? So here's the crazy thing. I used to grind my own oats. Oh, wow. Before I found out that like companies do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those are the things. Like that was the process. So every step mm-hmm. of the process to where we are today has been learned, and I don't want to say the hard way, it's just been learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, a trial by error, going through things, this works, this doesn't work, maybe we should try this. You know. And every time you try something new, it's you know when you get a little bit more serious, it's like, all right, now we have to get the food scientists involved, now we have to send this away and do this. Like, I had to shut down my entire building the other day just to make sure we had a certain glute, like we wanted, someone flew in to test our entire building, operations, kitchen, storage, everything for gluten just because we're trying to get this next level certification, which is my friend joked. He was like, you know, you had that, <laughs> you had that gluten-free certification, but you got like the legit one. And I said, yeah, yeah you know, we had like the mall cop, you know, certification. And now we have like, <laughs> we have like the, uh, the FBI secret service badge of gluten-free, you know? Um, so, and, and those are the things, I mean, that, it was a cool experience and that's, and that's what started the journey because then she said, Hey, these are so great. I told my friend about them. She's opening this coffee place mm. slash acai bowl place in Delray. Go talk to her. In the beginning, it was just me. I was making things. I, I started in my house and I realized right off the rip, I wanted to be a little bit more accountable to the process. So my buddy had a kitchen and, and in the off hours, I rented space from him and you know, I was working seven days a week for three, four years, just wow. trying to do all these different things to, this was my side, like, you know, like a Gary V would say, this is your side hustle while you're doing right. other things. So I was, I was working on my, myself. I was, I was getting sober, learning how to live differently. I was training and coaching clients again. I had a bunch of degrees. I couldn't teach for a period of time because there was like all these restrictions for that. Mm because of my past decisions, you know, drinking, driving, all that stuff. So, and no school would have hired me anyway. And I went to work in the actual treatment industry. When I had a little bit of sobriety time, I went back and started working with families and working with people that were struggling with drugs and alcohol. And then it was just that balance of seven days a week. So it was like, go to the office, you know, my five days a week, 
different hours. I would train clients different hours. I'm an early guy, so I'd start early at like five in the morning mm-hmm. and, and keep it going. And then I'd be in the kitchen at nights, just making product anytime I could. What was the roadblock to you scaling? Was it time? Was it expertise? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was essentially my ignorance. Okay. Like I, I had nothing, I had no clue what I, I don't want to say this the right way because someone corrected me in saying this, like I had no idea what I was doing. Everything was trial and error and the scalability was just me. Cause like I, I you know, no, everybody kind of was like, oh yeah, this is really like cute thing you're doing here, Matt. Like great job. Like, you know, you know, maybe it's time to join the real world and, you yes. know, really focus on, on this and that and using your degrees. Like, you, you know, you got your master's, you did this, you did this. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm having a really good time and my bills are getting paid and, you know, my girlfriend likes me and I'm not drinking and drugging anymore and I'm doing some cool stuff and I'm pretty okay with that. And was starting to be more self-aware of what I liked and what I didn't like Mm -hmm. and appreciate the really, really simple things that I I overlooked for several years. Cause I was raised like, you know, just shout out to my mom and dad and my older brothers. Like I was raised in a great home and I've heard some really tragic stories of people that have struggled with drugs and alcohol. Like I had a great, a great childhood. My, my Mm. family was rock solid and I'm the only one in my family like me in that regard. So, you know, when I, when I look at like the simple things and I appreciate those and I do everything that was, you know, kind of given, it was one of those things that I could just keep moving forward and saying like, you know, I don't know this. And if I learned something, like I would stand in Whole Foods and I would like talk to, and I would talk to these people like, Oh, why are you choosing that? Sorry. I'm not the mean yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. but like they said, well, you know, I'm looking for this or I'm looking for that. And I just watch people. I'm a people watcher. So your success is partly because you actually spent time with your customers. You literally did the groundwork. Cause I know a lot of people come up with an idea, a product first, and then they try to bring it to market and it doesn't work because they didn't meet a need. And what you were doing is, is like, as you were going, you're figuring out the need of your customer. Well, yeah. I mean the, the need of the customer and that was the, the biggest thing is like, I didn't, we went through so many different package developments from like the first thing I told you about to, you know, saying, oh, we're a frozen protein snack bar, which, you know, in my mind, like, makes sense. But people are like, oh, I can't have it outside the freezer. It's going to melt. Right. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, everything from the start is has been a learned process and asking people what they like. Because at the end of the day, like, obviously, I made these because I like them. And I shared them with people that were in my circle. And they shared people within their circle. And then they shared with people in their circle. And that was kind of how it was. And I would show up to every event that I could essentially I said, you know, I'd say to these events, I have no money to support your event, but I'm just going to be giving product away. Mm. I said, so I'm not looking to make any money off your event. I just want to share my product. I have about this amount, you know, and and I would just show up to races, five K's, 10 K's, you know, speeches, whatever anybody had. And South Florida is pretty active because it's outside all the time. And it was just funny. I would just show up every single chance that I could get. And over the years, it was just like people would be like, oh man, I remember when you started. Oh man, I remember when you gave me like your first shirt and I would just give stuff away. And, and I was just happy to do it because this was a side hustle. This was something that I enjoyed to do. I was making money to pay off bills and, and take care of life. And best part about when you get sober and you don't have a driver's license, it's challenging, but you don't have to pay car payment and you don't there have you insurance. Go. So that's pretty cool. And you don't need to worry about steps because you're riding everywhere. 
We're riding everywhere. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'd sometimes I'd run places. Sometimes I'd hop on the bus, and what's cool is like you can throw your, you know, I mean, most buses probably, but throw your bike on the bus, get dropped off somewhere, and still cycle to wherever you need to go. I love it. Yeah. So it was it was a pretty cool process of sharing with everybody and and not looking. And I guess that's the thing. I didn't have any expectations. Mm. You know, like I'm a people pleaser. I was just sharing with people and I, the expectation side of it was like, well, I really hope you like it. And if you don't, uh, well, keep it moving. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I love this process here. So you, you're bootstrapping it, you're showing up places now. I mean, like when did this thing really start to scale? Cause I mean, I'm looking at you right now and it looks like you're in your shop. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I got, I got the boss lady behind me. Okay. Hey, and you're in a brick and mortar shop. Yep. So this is, this is our, yeah, we're in Boca Raton. This is our shipping and receiving department. This is where everything, any of the finished product comes in, all our freezers and looking around, you know, all our boxing, everything shipping and receiving comes in and out of here. And then a couple of days down, we have our gym and we have our kitchen. So I would say when things started to take off was, this is an idea in 2011. Mm-hmm. officially became a business in 2013 started to get a little hectic where i needed some help and my wife was running someone else's like she she was you know she was a preschool teacher we met she was actually one of my uh, when i was teaching she was she was finishing up school and she was uh she was essentially a nanny for one of the students that i taught and like you now we just were like hey you know who's that who's that you know, yeah that type of deal and, and got ice cream and that the rest is history but it it was one of those things where i needed some help it's a big funny story and I know we're going to, we're talking about a lot of other things, but essentially it was like, she's like, I want to help you. Uh And I was like, great. I was like, you're really good at a lot of things that I'm not good at. And it's going to be really tough. And you know, you're going to lose the salary that you're making and you know, I'll pick up extra this and I'll, I'll do more training and I'll do this and and, we'll figure this out. And we're still renting a kitchen space. And I was still, you know, at this gym space where we're trying to get married. And you know, when she came on, it changed the game. 2016. You know, we had gotten married in 2015 when she really came on and really dove in because she was running someone's business, like a, a high-end jewelry business and that was local that I mean, she was flying. <laughs> I'm going to say this and I'm just going to probably angry, anger some of the ladies out there, but like she was going to Paris and all these different other places for fashion shows and jewelry. And she's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to help you. Mm. And uh, I mean, I'm really grateful for that because, you know, she, I say this all the time, like she saw something in me when everything blew up in my face and I lost everything and hit rock bottom. She saw something and stuck around and the wasn't, wasn't even a thing. It was just me being like, Hey, I'm, I'm 28 years old. I lost my teaching job. I lost my coaching job. Uh, uh I told her to run the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said, you should probably, you should probably not be anywhere near me because I'm a disaster. And that's the way I felt about myself. But, uh, you know, she came on board in 2016 and, What's crazy about that is obviously it's just networks, right? And this one girl reached out to her and was like, hey, like, you remember me from summer camp? And she was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I see this FroPro stuff. Like, what do you have to do with it? And she's like, oh, well, my husband is, you know, started it. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. I, I head up all the marketing for, for Whole Foods. And Chelsea was like, cool, great, cool story. Okay. And she's like, no, no, no. We, she's like, we want you to come in. We love the product. And, and we just looked at each other like, sure, okay. And we went into this room and it was like, we say it's like a shark tank. Like corporate in Florida is in Fort Lauderdale. So it's like down the street. 
uh, 20 minutes or so. And we rolled up in there and it's what's intimidating about Whole Foods corporate is all the walls are glass. So you can see everything. And people, there's this stuff everywhere. And like we walk into this room and there's four people that are just sitting there like this. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh my goodness. So I just passed out a couple of bars and like I watch people like I always do just to see, you know. And again, it's like, if you don't like it, it's okay. And they're like, you know, they try it. I see like, oh, oh. They're flipping it around, looking at stuff. And at this point, we were in like a unsealed pouch. So it was like, totally not shelf ready or anything. We're still doing this like, you know, very, very rudimentary packaging and stuff. And so, you know, I start talking about, you know, the product and then Chelsea kind of our joke is like Chelsea interrupts and starts talking about this and, 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 and there's no change in their face. There's no change mm. in anything. Cause like they, they understand it's a great product. They literally are surrounded by great products every day. And Chelsea's like, listen, you know what guys, here's the deal. I'm just going to say this. Matt started this because he lost everything seven years ago. And this is a labor of love. This is something from nothing, a second chance. This is his peanut butter snack bar that we have been able to grow to this point. And the fact that we're even standing here is a miracle. And, you know, Matt is seven years sober. And that's when the non-facial expression changed. And they're like, go on. And like, I just kind of told him my story and, you know, what I, what I was doing, what I was striving for, what I was looking to do. And the guy that was like, you could tell he was like, was, everybody was in charge there, but the one guy was like, that's it. That's People it. connect with stories. Yeah. Because it's and, a, a uh, product is one thing, a story is something that they connect with and it humanizes things. Right. Yes. And that was the thing. He goes, you know, here's the deal. Your product's great. Your story's great. You guys are a year away from anywhere near a shelf in Whole Foods because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And he goes... I'm going to help you. He's like, but this is a lot of work and you got to be really patient at the end of it. It may not even work. And we said, no problem. And we just took their suggestions and he took us under his wing and said, do this, 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 and this. And we, you know, we went through every standard, everything like, you know, we, you know, we had the department of health and agriculture, which we already had a relationship. We checked our kitchen and this, and we just did everything possible. And I remember it was right before Amazon purchased whole foods. And that literal week before, we got in and we got into four stores in South Florida at the same time of Amazon purchasing. <laughs> our guy had done everything who's very well, you know, very well respected in, in the whole foods hierarchy was transferred. And we were like, I was like, great, we're out, you know? Yeah. And, and, and what's crazy is that our sales and our ability to go in and, and do constant demos and show up and people are like, oh, the, you guys are the owners and you're actually here demoing. We're like, yeah, like this is our, this is our baby. You know, this is our project and this is our thing. And we demoed as much as possible. And then they gave us a couple more stores. And then it was like that after the dust settled of Amazon purchasing Whole Foods, which took about a year and a half, we're like, all right, cool. We're in six Whole Foods. That's awesome. And then they're like, hey, listen, we're going to kick you out to the entire state. It's 30, 30 something stores. Are you ready for that? Like, let's go. Yes. How long did it take from that first conversation with the, hey, it's going to be really hard until Mm -hmm. we're ready to go statewide? About three years. Okay. So you had to really grind. I mean, you're grinding this whole time. Yeah. But like you, you had gone from, I'm putting this in plastic Ziploc bags in a, uh, <laughs> in a gym to right. now, how many years later I'm sitting with Whole Foods? How many is that? Three? 
Yes. So we, uh, it was, it took us about three years. So 2019, we went full state. Mm. And what was cool about that is in between that whole thing, we finally decided that we had been kind of in a bad position because a couple people had essentially, you know, we just had some bad interactions with different kitchens. So we were like, we need to get our own kitchen. We need to get, we can't share space. People were doing all these different things to kind of come at our business in a way where it was like, oh yeah, this is successful. It was just a weird situation. So we found this abandoned gym by chance and it had all this office space and it had all this other stuff that we could like, you know, I, I call my buddy who's a general contractor. He's like, hey, how long would it take to just put up a wall here and a door? And he goes, yeah, pending permits. He's like, you know, we should be good within a month. And I was like, for real? And he said, yeah. And we just said, you know, biggest risk was 2018 was getting our own space, which is here in Central Boca. Um, we went from renting kitchens in West Boca to Boynton Beach to now Central Boca. And like the craziest thing about this, and again, I don't want to keep, I mean, it's part of the story, but like where our business is, and this is like so crazy because it's a reminder to me, where our business is was literally the road that I was getting driven home after I got out of jail in 2010, where I was like, the thought of killing myself was like, a really good idea. Hmm. And, you know, I share that because had I followed through, obviously we're not having this conversation and I'm not here. You know, this isn't even a thing. None of this happens. And none of the things that I've gotten to do happens. But like, I remind, I remind myself of that because that's where I was in 2010 and that, you know, where I'm sitting today and the fact that even, you know, we had been looking at a space for a year and then obviously the pandemic happened and the space opened up and it was like, you know, this is something, if we're going to grow, we need to do this. You know, our, our biggest goal is to just keep doing things, how we're doing them, learning from obviously a lot smarter people than us in the industry and just following our gut with that and saying, you know, like, Hey, like <laughs> we make a really good peanut butter snack bar. We want to do other stuff, but like we make a really good peanut butter snack bar. We have a tremendous community behind us. I have a very, very awesome relationship with my wife who is my business partner and just an absolute faith in, in something greater than myself that has allowed me to be here day in and day out. Man, let me tell you something. Um, that's powerful. I mean, that is really powerful for a lot of people out there right now that are really hurting and in and, and a lot of different ways. That right there is a very powerful message that people need to hear. Even at your lowest point, it's not worth giving up. Because now look at the thousands upon thousands of people's lives that you've literally entered their homes. Think yeah. about that. I mean, you have, you, like, if you think about the story, I mean, you went from a, a drug addict that was thinking about killing himself to now you're literally in thousands of people's homes. That's a huge miracle. That's a blessing. And I, I'm so thankful that, that I get to actually talk to you about this because you talk about a community. I was introduced to you through Mark Noodleberg. Yeah. I've known Noodleberg since I coached at Florida State. We've been very good friends ever since. And I don't yeah. know what it was. I saw something. And he was like, hey, dude, you should check this guy out. And so I bought your bars. And I was like, and then I started reading on your website. I'm like, this is a really cool story here. And I think I told you before, my mom has a catering yeah. food manufacturing company. We so still, I, I still got to talk to mom at some point, right? Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she's a genius, man. And I grew up, you know, she, she was a registered nurse and started this company. And she was, you're talking about cutting up the, she was baking brownies for hamburger shop. 
Yeah. And now she's got all these stores and locations and everything. But like, as you're telling the story, I'm literally remembering all the pain that she went through. Different background scenario, but three kids trying to manage all that, you know. And let me ask you a question. What is your, what do you think your secret to success has been? Consistency and routine. You know, I learned from the get go uh, when I started over a lot of suggestions that were given. And one thing I'll never forget is one of my mentors was like, You're in the effort business. You wake up every day, you put forth as much effort as you possibly can in everything that you get to do. And he goes, God's got the results. That's not up to you. You know, and you know, if that word, if, you know, if the word God offends people, you know, I, I apologize. Um, Doesn't offend me. Keep going, man. Yeah, no, some people, you know, it's like, you know, universe, whatever, but like, you know, the universe, God, whatever it is greater than yourself has got the results. And I was told to put forth the effort every single day. And again, I fall short off and there's days where I'm like this, man, I don't want to do this. Like, like, I feel just, you know, like exhausted, but that's from poor time management. That's not the universe's fault. That's not anybody else's fault. That's my fault. Um, so yeah, effort, consistency, and routine. I do the same thing. You know, I, I wake up pretty much four, between four and four thirty. I drink my water, I go downstairs, I hit my knees, pray, and then I journal, meditate, and then I'm usually running or doing some kind of workout. I like to be by myself in the morning and connect with, with a greater purpose. And then, um, you know, the day starts, whether it's training clients in the gym, here at the office, deliveries, demos, you know, kitchen audits that last three hours that are nerve wracking, <laughs> pretty much anything, man. And it's, and it's really cool. I, you know, when you said that about, literally entering people's homes people laugh at that all the time they're like dude i see you in my freezer every time i pay you know people that put them in the freezer and i've been really fortunate and you know my friend says this all the time is like he's like you know when i eat we all eat mm. and i'm i'm really big on that because you know there's a lot of people that looked out for me that you know i i couldn't understand their kindness and i didn't know what they wanted and all they wanted me to, was to come back the next day and be sober and be okay and not want to kill myself and not want to give up and it took a long time to get to that point. And, uh, you know, today my life is, you know, I celebrated in this weird year. I celebrated 10 years of sobriety in May. Congratulations. Thank you. And, um, you know, it's been a really tough time in this community with a lot of people that didn't make it and losing jobs and losing everything. And, and, it, and it's, it's a tough, it's a, t it's a tough position and it's a tough place to be, but at the same time, it makes me so grateful for ProPro, for RecoverFit, our gym, for this community, for all the other things that I'm watching people start. And some of the things that like people say are, it's crazy. I, I did a podcast with uh, my friend and she had just started, I knew her from the treatment industry and she started her and she's like, oh, I'm starting my own business and getting busy. And I went back and I listened to it. And this, I did this in end of February and I posted it in March. And she said, by the end of this year, I want to have people working with me and a partner and blah, 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 blah. And I literally just joined up with her to be one of their recovery coaches. And she is booming. Mm. And one of the things we laugh about, I said, you remember when you started this and you, you weren't really sure. And her biggest thing when she was sharing is she's like, it's all about dream, manifest and do and don't stop. And I'm really fortunate, you know, to be, you know, to be surrounded by these people. You know, my wife keeps me on my toes more than most, you know, most people do and holds me accountable for literally everything. <laughs> and, 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 and that's, and that's what I need. You know, yeah. I don't, 
I have a really strong, badass woman that like doesn't take shit from anybody and is super sensitive like me. And we love really hard and we love everyone. And, and you know, and sometimes that isn't returned and it hurts. And other times it's crazy to see what happens. And um, it's a, it's an awesome thing, man. You know, and, and I hope to have success like your mother one day in terms of, you know, sharing this nationwide, which is, which is one of our goals and one of our aspirations and, 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 and just sharing the story more importantly about, obviously this is a great, you know, great peanut butter snack bar, but also sharing the story of like, Hey, don't give up. It's not that bad. Even though it feels like the world is crushing you, it will get better. Let me ask you this. So, you are paying it forward right now. You have the Fro Pro Foundation. What are you doing with that and how can people help? So with the Fro Pro Foundation, <laughs> we, essentially, uh, we essentially started that because we were supporting a lot of different charities that our friends had started. And what was this common struggle was that people were like, cool, like I don't really know who they are yet. And so we said, well, how do we, how do we reach all the people that we know that support us and make it to us and then be able to give to those people. So we started the foundation because it made sense. And, you know, we started that originally to send somebody to the New York city marathon that I got to run in, in 2016. So it would be so cool if we raised funds and sent people to a marathon, you know, paid for their mm -hmm. entry fee, paid for their, their charity fundraising fee. Mm -hmm. And, um, we started doing that and it was great. And then, you know, one of my good friends started a, you know, sober workout program that, this past weekend raised over $42,000, which was incredible. Wow. Um, and it's free, it's free workouts for people that are just starting to get sober and, and want to be, you know, want a safe place to be. And, you know, gym costs a lot of money, you know, yeah. provides a tremendous community of people doing the right thing. So like, we just thought if we started this foundation and we said, Hey, this is a channel for our people to support our community through us. And then we can just turn around and just give it to, you know, we always say we're giving it to this group. We're giving it to this group. We're giving it to this group, but it's easy if you just want to come straight to us. So we felt that to be the easiest thing when we're facing a lot of struggles and fundraising, like about a year or two ago, we haven't really done too much with it this year. Cause obviously there hasn't been access to a lot of events because of the pandemic, but we hope to kick it into high gear. We have some ideas for next year that are already in development. That's awesome. So people can go to your website, they can donate there and people can purchase your, your amazing. <laughs> now it's yeah. fro pro it's frozen protein. I, you know, I got, I have a confession to make. Sure. I didn't freeze them. So I'm going to have to buy some more and I'm going to have to try it frozen next time. We were just like every day I was like afternoon snack. I was like, which one do I get to try now? <laughs> so, no, okay. um, that was part of the deal. After this, I gotta you got you got a new you got a new home, so I gotta send you you gotta send me your address so I can send you some bars. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, so you can find us at www.gofropro.com. That's G-O-F-R-O-P-R-O.com. On Instagram, you can reach out to us at GoFropro or my personal, which is M W A R Williams, M R Williams. You know, we we do a podcast as well. It's not as uh, it's not as high high end as yours, <laughs> but it's about routine rituals and consistency called the wake up the sun show. And it's all local business owners that have inspired me over the past mm -hmm. couple of years. And yeah, I mean, get in touch. It's me, Matt, it's Chelsea. You know, we have a, a great uh, young lady working with us, Emily, who's been, you know, we've known since she was like 10. So she graduated and, and started working with us and has been a vital part of our growth. And 
yeah, we love to hear from people. Um, we love we love people that love peanut butter and almond butter. We don't want to discriminate there. Peanut butter, yeah, we and don't. almond butter. <laughs> no. If you if you have a nut allergy, I apologize. Yeah, I I will eventually get around to making that. Right now, we're focusing on the peanut butter and the almond butter and the mm-hmm. other types of butter are very challenging to find in bulk. Mm. So we stick to what we know. And I think that's another really big thing for our success, which is we're really good at making peanut butter snack bars. We're really good at supporting our community and working out and being a part of. And, you know, I think yeah, that's, all, that's, that's all anyone really needs to do, I think. Absolutely. And so I'm going to encourage everybody no matter where you are in the country, let's, <laughs> buy, some, let's buy some Pro Pro. And I want to see this in all the stores across the country because this is not only a great product, but it's a great group of people. And the story is fantastic. I think it, this is exactly what America is all about. So, Matt, thank you so much for your time today. I'm, I'm blessed and honored to, to get to know you and to share a little bit of time with you. And I'm looking forward to, to growing this relationship. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's an honor. Thanks for joining me today on another episode of the Blueprint Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, sign up for my high-performance newsletter at www.ericcorum.com. And if you want to stay current on everything high-performance, follow me on Instagram at Eric Corum, Twitter at Eric Corum, Facebook, and I'm also on LinkedIn.